Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour number two begins with a friend, Tom Hauser from Channel 5, the best political reporter observer in the state of Minnesota. How many days have you filled in for Vanita this week? Well, it seems like, is there 100 days in a week? So it feels like 100. So have you been every day this when week? You get up at, when you get up at 4.30 in the morning. It, uh, every day but Monday, and then I did last Thursday and Friday. Are you forcing Vanita out? Is that what's going on? Do I have to defend Vanita? I mean, is, are, you, are you encouraging her to snowshoe more? What is What is up here? <laughs> She's forcing me in. I'm not forcing her out. <laughs> yes. She's, she's on vacation, and, uh, you know, which which for her means only going out socially 5% more than she does when she works. I was going to say, it seems like we've joked there's like nine Vanitas because each time I look, she's at a different game. She's at a different restaurant. I did not know she was an identical triplet until she started working at CCO Radio. That is true. Let's, let's, I found out she can be everywhere at once. Yes. Let's get to uh, Tim Walls, I believe is the governor of the state, and the Feeding Our Future scandal. So he's proposing adding an inspector general. To the Department of Education, he unveiled this yesterday. He said, we need to protect taxpayer dollars. The plan will help ensure the state government works as efficiently and as effectively as possible. He also talked about devoting resources to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. What is your view about what he announced? And do we know as much as we should about this scandal as the year comes to an end, considering the consequences and the impact of what we do know so far, and a lot of us still thinking there's still plenty more to drop. Oh, we're going to find out a lot more. We don't nearly know all that went on. The, 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 the fraud is on such a massive scale that uh, there has to be some accounting for why was it allowed to go on for so long? Yep. And I don't think anybody's buying what we heard during the campaign that, you know, the FBI said, don't do anything because we don't want to tip them off. So let's keep squandering taxpayer dollars until we're blue in the face and then we'll sort it out later. Um, I, 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 I don't know if it was just gross incompetence 
or or looking the other way and going, well, this can't possibly be happening. So, you know, it, it must not be true. But as we've seen in story after story, when there are these organizations claiming that they're feeding like 5,000 people a week or whatever it is, the, the, the numbers just didn't add up. I mean, where did these 5,000 people come from? these these uh, children that you were supposedly feeding. I mean, it's just, and, you know, and in, in terms of what the governor is proposing, you know, he's got to propose something, I suppose, but I don't know that adding another layer of government is, is the answer. I mean, we already have a, a legislative auditor. We have the BCA. We have these investigative uh, agencies and branches that exist right now, maybe give them some more resources. I don't know that you need to create a, a whole other bureaucracy to to deal with something that, on the face of it, doesn't seem like it should have been that hard to detect. Well, I'll go back to your point. And I'm with you a hundred percent. And I heard the governor and the attorney general, who both won their elections and both will remain in those jobs for the next four years, they both said, "Listen." The FBI, we work with them. They praised us. Andy Luger praised us. And the belief was from the FBI that we should continue to allow this fraud uh, to continue. Tens of million after tens of million after tens of million after tens of million. I'm on record just like you. I don't believe that. I don't believe the FBI is going to watch millions and millions and millions of dollars continue to go out and say, we just have to keep going. Because it wasn't, Tom, like a million. It was tens and tens of millions of dollars that was escaping through fraud. And they, it wasn't as if there was like um, a group that they had been targeting for years and they were – working all throughout the globe, and this was some enormous cabal. This was here and losing that money in a, in a staggering way, and that explanation just doesn't hold up to me or you or I think anybody objectively. Yeah, anybody who looks at it, you know, with objective eyes is going to go, no, this this doesn't add up. I, now, I've seen no evidence that anybody in state government – uh, was committing a crime, like was lining their own pockets with some of this money, you know, by looking the other way. I've seen no evidence of that. That's why I get to the gross incompetence uh, aspect of this. Is that what happened? I mean, is there, was there just, or was it just the fact that the federal government was throwing so much money at all the states during COVID? I still don't think we've heard the end of exactly where all this money went because there was such a flood of dollars coming into not just Minnesota, but every state that I still don't think there is a full accounting of all of this. And I know the the legislative auditor, uh, Judy Randall has told me so. And so we're going to see a lot more uh, coming out in, in the future about exactly how all of this money was spent and was it spent the way it was supposed to be. Tom Hauser with us, 14 past one. 
Chad Hartman here with you on CCO. Let's talk about the governor and new members of his cabinet. And what, if anything, those appointments lead you to think about the direction he may be going in the first year of his second term? Well, it's, it's kind of hard to say. They haven't made any of them available to us yet. We, we tried to do interviews last week, and they said uh, they were not going to be uh, allowed to speak to the media until January 2nd, which I uh, it was obviously his next week after the governor is is re-sworn into office. So I'm not 100% certain why that is. I, I don't know that, it, that, there's, that there's any big change in the way things are going to happen. You know, you've got Paul Marquardt, who's going to be at Revenue. He was, uh, knows a lot about the Minnesota tax system as a, as a tax chair uh, in the House. And it'll be interesting. The the health commissioner is a doctor, uh, which will be new. Jan Malcolm was a health care expert, but not a doctor. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, to be honest with you, about a lot of them, I don't know a lot about them yet. And we have not been able to speak to them yet. So it's kind of hard to say what direction they're going. Let's pause. I want to talk uh, national immigration when we come back. What happened yesterday with Title 42, how visible people in Congress in this state are on the immigration issue, and how big you think it will be uh, early next year uh, as as Biden now works with a Republican-led House. Who knows if Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker or not, but the Republicans will have the majority in the House and where immigration might be going, because clearly it has not worked out close to how the Biden administration wanted. Let's be honest, it really hasn't worked out well for many administrations, but this one has been a major problem for Joe Biden and the Democrats. Back with Tom in moments here on CCO. We are back here with uh, Tom Hauser from Channel 5. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline Immigration Border security, the need for workers, dreamers, some sort of global uh, policy passing both the House and Senate and signed by a president. This has been going on forever. It's really hot and heavy right now, considering the number of uh, individuals, migrants, who have um, uh, massed on the border, who have crossed the border. The huge debate this has been within the Republican Party, how Donald Trump in many ways won the presidency, won the nomination because of his strong views on immigration. So Title 42, that came in while Donald Trump was president regarding COVID in a a way to stop a number of immigrants from coming in. The Biden administration has wanted it removed. A lot of people have questioned, Okay, if you want it removed, what plan do you have to supplement it? Including many Democrats saying, what what do you have for it? So yesterday, the Supreme Court keeps it in play. It is a 5-4 victory for the Republican-led states. To me, Tom, the most interesting writing of all this was from Neil Gorsuch, who was a part of the opposition. He was with Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson. And part of what Justice Gorsuch said, he does not discount the state's concerns about security. 
But he noted that Title 42 was put in place to combat COVID-19, and the current border crisis is not a COVID crisis. He added, courts should not be in the business of perpetuating administrative edicts designed for one emergency only because elected officials have failed to address a different emergency. To me, Tom, he nails it. He absolutely nails it that I have serious concerns about (laughs) what is taking place. But right now, COVID is not the reason why you should be stopping or limiting individuals from coming in the state. And like now it's, hey, just keep it on there because we don't have another policy. And Gorsuch is saying that's not what the Supreme Court should be doing. I I think he's 100 percent right. Well, and you got to remember this uh, Title 42 dates back 75 years. So it, it, it's been used periodically. Yeah, right. In this case, it was sure. used in the in the pandemic. So it's, it's it wasn't necessarily a new thing under Trump, other than it's the instrument they used to limit immigration, they claim, because of the pandemic. So the situation we're in now, you know, regardless of what, of what Gorsuch said, it, you know, are we still in a pandemic or aren't we? Are we still in a public health emergency or aren't we? I, I think we remember President Biden, yeah. what was it, a couple months ago on 60 Minutes, pretty much declared the, we're the done. pandemic over, yep. which, which came as news to the CDC yep. uh, and right. the National Institutes of Health. but. You know, so this is not, you know, an, an easy thing to to determine. You have all these people massing at the southern border because they thought it was going to expire December 21st, which was a week ago today. Yep. And now the Supreme Court has ruled that they're going to keep it uh, indefinitely. There's going to be, I, I think it's going to be heard before the court, not until February. And so, you know, it's... As you pointed out, there were 19 Republican-led states that that were the main ones trying to fight uh, this, ending the the Title 42 uh, restrictions. So I don't know where it I don't know where it goes from here. But once again, it points out we do not have anything close to coherent immigration policy in this country. A lot of people don't know this. I may be breaking news, but as a side job, and I'm a little disappointed you did not announce this, you were the campaign manager for George Santos, that you were covering the elections here, but you told George Santos, hey, you're running uh, to be a Republican congressman in New York. This is close race. I got an idea for you. Let's lie about your education. Let's lie about your job. Let's lie about how you uh, made your money in your present occupation. And let's also lie about your religion. I mean, the Santa story, I talked about at the start also when Carter hung around a little bit. It is a stunning story. And as I pointed out to a lot of people, Tulsi Gabbard is filling in for Tucker Carlson. Normally, that's safe terrain for George Santos, right? I mean, come on, help boost me up. Uh, get or for me th- most Republicans. Yes, yes. Help me get through this before. Guess what? Tomorrow the next crisis happens. She dissected him. I mean, it was like open heart surgery with no anesthesia. And as we both noted, among his most inflammatory comments is when he's he had been saying for a while he's Jewish. Now he goes, 
Well, I'm not Jewish, but I'm Jew-ish, like with a hyphen. Like, are you really saying this? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, he deserves the majority of the blame, but the Republicans who supported him, any dopey Democrat who did opposition research on this guy has to be fired. And our media brethren, did we did we Google this guy at all? Did we do anything to investigate him? It, it, it is astounding, uh, all the layers that he got through to get elected without there being questions about this. And you're right, it's not just the media. Uh, you know, I, I, believe it or not, uh, as I'm reminded every day on Twitter, uh, the media uh, as a whole, we're not perfect. Hmm. Um, but Dang. the opposition research generally <laughs> uncovers things that are this egregious. How about one of them? I mean, th- these are not... These are not little mistruths. These are just blatant, out-and-out fabrications. Yep. And a great quote from Tulsi Gabbard, and this is much like questions you usually pose to me. She said, my question is, do you have no shame? Yeah. She said that to him. When you've lost, if you're a Republican and you've lost Fox News, uh, you've lost the Republican Party. Well, I mean, she, she... just and so. I don't know what they do with him. I, I, well, here, here's what I she also opened. By the way, what does integrity mean to you? And I would encourage people to watch it. And I, I, I tweeted it and retweeted what Aaron Rupar, the part of the interview. And, of course, it's a variety of comments. Including she's a Russian operative. We've known it. Whatever. If that was another journalist conducting the interview, you'd say, bravo. I mean, just judge her on this interview, and then you can go back to judging other ways. She did a good job. Here's part of what's going on, Tom. You know this very, very well. Kevin McCarthy is trying to figure out a way to turn himself into a contortionist to make sure he has the votes to be the next speaker because he's got this group of Gates and uh, Bobert and some of the other in the rightish of the bag of wings saying we want no party. You're too soft. Okay, not just rightish. If you're talking about Bobert, we're talking. Yeah. Well, to the right of right. Yeah. Well, well, right. MAGA, uh, ultra MAGA. This guy said he's going to vote for McCarthy. That's why McCarthy hasn't said a damn thing because he wants that vote. He knows how close he is to the speaker and also, Tom, how close he is to not being the speaker. Yeah. And we're going to find out soon how that's going to work out. I still ultimately think he is going to prevail. I do too. But you're right. He is in such. Uh, a dogfight that he can't afford to alienate anyone. I mean, they, they only have a, a what is it, a four-seat margin altogether, yep. and so you can't, you, you really can't afford to lose any votes you need to become speaker. Maybe he's hoping he can get you know elected speaker, and then they deal with this guy. But I mean, that's not exactly, you know, putting uh, ethics, uh, you know, <laughs> integrity. Ethics. Uh, you know, above your uh, above yourself. I mean, he, you know, there's just this whole thing. And, and granted, it's uncomfortable for her Republicans. And uh, I mean, this guy could have been in any party. This is yeah. This is not a party. Yep. This much of your life, there there are deeper things going on than just partisan politics with this individual, uh, because this is. But the fact that he got away with it for so long, amazing, is stunning. Yeah. In, and so that's why Republicans don't know what to do with him. In New York, not exactly, you know, an isolated area. New York's, you know, yeah. in New York State.
All right. Uh, always enjoy it. Are you in again for Vanita in the next couple days? I am the next two days, and then I get to rest up for the legislative session, which begins next Wednesday, a week from today. Guess what? You're on the show again next Wednesday. You've been booked already. All right. Let's do it. One oh five. I'll be better rested. I'll be better rested that time. I'll bet. I'm guessing maybe you'll, you'll have run four marathons before then. Before we chat again. No, but I, but I will be training for one. So, uh, but again, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be tanned, rested, and ready. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Happy. Uh, no, I can't say it. Yet. It's too early. It's too early. I can't mention what's happening. Starting tomorrow, you can happy, say ha- Happy oh, New Year. Tomorrow is too, the rule for Happy New Year. You too early. Well, yeah. then how about just. How about happy holidays? That covers everything. Yeah, happy. It's such a generic, you know. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I mean, that's probably too late, too. How about this? See you later. See you later. That'll apply. Tom Hauser, Channel 5, right here on his station, WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.